we've been chasing down Mr. Zombie here for, for quite some time. And uh, unfortunate, uh, Nick, that you were sick yesterday because uh, he decided to call in yesterday. Of course. And, uh, you know, uh, he's a busy, busy man. In fact, we'll ask him about that here in just a second. But uh, he uh, just, uh, did an episode of CSI Miami. He also is working on a movie called Tyrannosaurus Rex in pre-production for that. Uh, the Grotesque Tour, him and Alice Cooper are going to be out doing some stops. We'll talk about that. Plus, uh, of course, July 14th, he's going to be on the big stage at the Rockstar Energy Drink Mayhem Festival presented by 100.3 The X. So we get a chance to talk to uh, talk to him and Mr. Rob Zombie. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? You know, this is like maybe one of the best days of my life, to be honest with you. Nice. Getting a chance to talk to you. So, you know, the first question I've been wanting to ask you for a while now is, how on earth do you keep it together? Your time management skills must be legendary. You could bottle that stuff and be a billionaire because you're like the busiest man on earth. Yeah, I don't know how I keep it together sometimes. You know, sometimes it actually, every once in a while it feels overwhelming. And I just sit there and I go, this is never going to happen. You know, when I have a movie hanging over my head and a tour and a this and a that and a record, I'm just like, but I mean, the thing I have learned after all these years is, just one step at a time, <laughs> you know. I mean, each script starts with the first page, and eventually have a whole script. And it's just like anything else, you know. When you start making a record, you go, "God damn, we're going to find another thirteen songs." But <laughs> somehow it happens. It's just, yeah, it's really all it is. Just keep chipping away at it. Yeah. What do you do to uh, to take a take a second for yourself and just step away from it all? What do you usually do? Well, whenever I get a break, which is hardly ever, I like to do the things that sort of inspired me in the first place, you know, because a lot of times I am so busy working, I really don't have as much time as I would like to just, you know, watch movies or listen to music or, you know, basically do the stuff that you did as a teenager that made you fall in love with all the things that I would do now. And, you know, it's nice to be able to just take time to, like, get a bunch of records and just listen to them over and over and watch movies and just kind of get re-inspired by other things. That's really what I like to do when I get the time. Yeah, so what, you know, musically speaking, what kind of inspires you now? Anything recently that you've heard or maybe checking out some older stuff? Well, I mean, I just, uh, it's usually older stuff, you know, not so much recent stuff. I'll just, I, what I like about things like Amazon is you can go on there and just start digging through and finding, you know, old records that if you were trying to find them at a store on vinyl, you would never in a million years be able to find them. Somehow you can find them. Yeah, nothing particular comes to mind at the moment, but, you know, just like, whatever, old Mata Hoople records or whatever that just, you know, things that you could, were hard to find that everything's available. So I'll just go through, buy a bunch of stuff, sometimes stuff, you know, old stuff that I never even heard of just to see what it is. Yeah, you know, and uh, Hillbilly Deluxe 2 uh, out in stores now, and uh, I got to say, it's uh, it's really fun to listen to the album because... It's a, it just seems, and I might be wrong about this, it just has a little different sound from Educated Horses. I mean, I guess, I'm not really sure sometimes what people, you know, I mean, I don't know if it does or if it doesn't, truthfully. I mean, uh, people have been saying that over the years with a lot of with my music all the time, and I, I can't judge it, truthfully. I mean, I, I can make it, and I can listen to it, but, you know, when someone's like, oh, that sounds like this or that sounds like that, I'm, I guess music is very subjective, and it's, I guess the listener brings something to it. To me, sometimes I, I feel like, you could just rearrange all the songs, because when we play them live, they all sort of work together. So I, I feel like they're different, and we try to make every record different, but um, you know, there's always certain threads that are similar, I guess. Yeah, you know, I, I, I really love Mars Needs Women. I don't know, the hook just gets stuck in my head, and I'll be singing to myself for, for a long, long time. Whenever I hear your music, I automatically kind of see you on stage, and I see Sherry like dancing to it and and i wonder sometimes if that plays into your mindset when you make some music because i don't think anybody can dance to metal music like sherry can and, <laughs> and it just seems to like 
you know, um, weave itself around one another. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a fan of music with a groove. You know, that, that's always been a thing, even since uh, White Zombie. I always want to incorporate into the music. Because, you know, old, you know, rock music always had a groove. If you go back and listen to stuff, whatever, you know, whatever. Songs like Mississippi Queen or something, or even ACDC, there was always a groove. And it wasn't until sort of like, you know, like metal got very metal that there was never really a lot, much of a groove. It was very straightforward. And that was always my thing, trying to mix both. You know, have the heaviness of the guitars, but always make sure there's a groove. I mean, it's pretty obvious, especially in a song like Mars Needs Women, but that's just, yeah, you know, always wanted to have almost like a, a danceable quality to it, you know. Yeah, well, it looks fantastic, especially when you do it live. And, you know, uh, speaking of live, you're going to be, gosh, you're going to be a busy person this uh, spring and summer Mayhem Festival. It's been a while since you've been on, on a major festival. Uh, are you looking forward to doing that as opposed to just, you know, one gig here and there? Well, um, yeah, I mean, we have a lot of shows coming up. We have other ones we haven't even announced yet, so that we have a ton of shows. Festivals are fun. I mean, I haven't done a, a festival since, I think we did OzFest in 2007. Yep. That was probably the last festival gig. Um, yeah, they're fun. You know, this will be good because I haven't done, I haven't actually done a tour with Corn. We did the Rock is Dead tour together like 11 years ago. Right. And that was when Hellbilly Deluxe 1 came out. And that was great. We had a good time. So, you know, it'll be an awesome tour. And of course, and then the, the Gruesome Twosome tour, which I mean, just looks like so much fun, man. Alice Cooper and Rob Zombie. How did that all come together? Yeah, that, that'll be a great one. Um, you know, that was just one of those things. I mean, I've been friends with Alice for a long time and we've been talking about it over the years. And just never got around to it. And finally, you know, I don't, I don't know why we never did it. It's it, as incredible as it is. Sometimes it's so hard to link up people's schedules. When he's touring, I'm not touring. When he's not touring, I'm touring. You know, just somehow we're always out of sync. And finally, finally, you know, we both had an empty slot at the exact same moment. So it was sort of a no-brainer putting it all together. The CSI Miami just came out, which was uh, awesome. What was it like doing a TV show as opposed to doing uh, a full-on uh, movie? Well, it's very, very different um, because it's you know it's obvious it's not my TV show, and creatively, you know, you can try to bring elements to it, but you know, it's it, it's fairly limiting because the show is very much established. The characters are established. The whole way the show functions is established. You know, you have to rush in there and blast through it in three weeks. So, you know, it's kind of a crazy thing. It was a good experience, and I'm glad I did it, but um, it's definitely not as satisfying on any level as making a movie. There's one thing that I would really love to see, and that is uh, a, a Rob Zombie Western. Yeah, I've always wanted to make a Western. I love Westerns. It's one of my favorite things. Um, in fact, I was so frustrated with the not making Westerns. To me, The Devil's Reject is almost a Western. It's about as much of a Western as you can make. Yeah. Without it being a Western, I mean, basically, a sheriff is hunting three outlaws. Um, but, you know, maybe someday. It, it's, you know, I don't have anything at the moment planned, but I would love to make one. It's, a, it's such a dead genre that needs a, a reboot for sure. You know, I uh, I grew up uh, not not having being exposed to a lot of music. The only music I really got exposed to was from soundtracks. And uh, I just became a big fan of music through that. And there's something with... You know, mixing music and and visual and how they work together and and I mean, I, I you do such a great job of it. Obviously, music is is your passion and making movies. How do you lay out a soundtrack? I mean, is there a piece of music that you hear while you're putting together a scene that you try to go after? It just kind of comes together different ways. You know, sometimes it's just a song that I love and I know that I want to use it somewhere, and or the song itself is so visual that it just gives you a certain feeling, and, or like. Sometimes I've had songs in advance, like ones that are kind of prominent. Like I knew Nights in White Satin was something I really wanted to, 
you know, utilize in Halloween 2, and I knew Freebird was something I wanted to use in Devil's Rejects. And then sometimes you're just working on the scene, scanning, trying to find music. And, you know, sometimes this, I have pieces of music that are sitting around that I just can't wait to use them in a movie someday. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's all just songs that I love, that I've always loved ever since I was a kid. So they're just the things, I guess, that I associate them with different things in life. So when I make the movies, they just pop into my head. July 14th, you're going to be here in Boise uh, for the Mayhem Festival. And so looking forward to seeing you uh, on the big stage. So I uh, appreciate you taking the time and talking with us, sure. Rob. No problem, man. Good talking to you. All right. Have fun and be well, brother. Thanks, man. You bet. Bye.